get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Theodore Hendrickson and I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario broadcasting live from the E&B Granite Studio where the Blues are having their morning skate today at the Centene Community Ice Center. And right now we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by the NHL Network's analyst. You can watch her on NHL Now later today, which is including her featured segment, Feisty Friday. That's coming up at 3 o'clock today over on NHL Network. She is Jackie Redmond joining us here on the show. Jackie, we appreciate the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm headed to Mexico tomorrow. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so I'm doing wonderful. The countdown is on for me. So that's why it's a fri- feisty Friday. You got to get all of that <laughs> up before you go on vacation. There was a one, yeah, two, three Cancun coming from Jackie Redmond at the drink. studio yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go to the beach, drink in hand, stream hockey over the internet in nice weather. It's going to be great. I like that. You're building up for the trade deadline, Jackie. You got to make sure that you're well rested because you know when you return, it's just going to be 72 hours straight of hockey talk prior to trade deadline. Yeah, and then the final push for the playoffs, and then before we know it, it's going to be April. There's going to be postseason hockey. What's going to happen to the St. Louis Blues as we get closer to the deadline? I mean, you guys must not be getting much rest because every day I feel like we're talking something Blues-related. Yeah, so yesterday, Jackie, I came on the radio and I said, don't do not do this to yourself, Blues fans. Don't, don't try to buy back in. There's no reason to do that. Let's not get out over our skis. And then they go do that last night against a team that is 23 and 3 on the road this season with New Jersey. I, I don't know what to make of this Blues team at this point in time. So maybe you can help us out, Jackie. What do you make of this version of the St. Louis Blues after they traded Vladimir Tarasenko? Well, it's interesting, right? Because it's undeniable that they have been playing really well and scoring a ton of goals, by the way, since the All-Star break and since the trade of Vladi Tarasenko. There's no doubt about that. And I think it's interesting to see everyone, you know, ask the question on social media, are the Blues back? I think the Blues are back. And that might be true. Maybe the Blues are back. But I don't think that's the question we should be asking. I think the question is, is it too late? I mean, they're six points out of a playoff spot. They've got teams in front of them that are also fighting for for a wild-card spot at the very least. I mean, Colorado still isn't fully healthy, so that's a factor. I think that's the real question that we should be asking is, is it too late? And even though this team on their run to the Stanley Cup was in last place halfway through the season and made it happen, you know, this isn't the same team. They're missing a lot of of the core pieces from that cup run aren't here anymore. So um, I, I personally, I'm like, I don't know that the math helps them. Although, you know, taking a brief look at their schedule, their remaining games the rest of the year, they have a lot of winnable games 
down the stretch, so that's good. Um, I'm not sure where it ranks in terms of, of easiest schedules down the stretch, but we'll see. I'd be very curious to see how they play the trade deadline because they're in this weird spot where it's like, uh, are we or aren't we? Should we stay or should we go? Do we do full transition mode and like really make this Jordan Kyrou's team, or what are we doing? I want to ask you about trade deadline in a, in a minute, Jackie, but just on the topic of the Blues, are you surprised at this season? Because last year, all of the analytics said that the Blues were going to start to hit that downturn, that down spiral. And last season, they nearly beat Colorado and could have gone to the Stanley Cup final. This season, the same analytics were there, and a lot of people didn't buy into it, but the first half of the season was very evident. Were you surprised at how this season unfolded for St. Louis? I am. I, I thought St. Louis would be better this year, actually. Like, I thought they were going to be competitive. I know, you know, it's hard to really measure analytics sometimes compared to what's happening on the ice and what the roster says and all of that. Because last year, you know, the Blues, what did they end up with, nine 20-goal scorers? So I don't, I don't care what the numbers say. Like, if you have nine 20-goal scorers on your roster, like, you're doing something right. And so this year coming into the season, I thought they'd be competitive. I thought they would be a playoff team. I think they struggled with a lot of inconsistency at the start of the year. I think Bennington had some, some issues to start the season, which didn't help them, um, to say the very least. But, you know, I, I mentioned this before, and it's not the same team that, that won a cup, but it is a team that – that showed well, I thought, against the Colorado Avalanche. And we forget that on Colorado's run to the cup final, I mean, they really had their way in in every other series with their opposition in the Western Conference, right? The Blues are really the only team to me that gave the Avs a real test on their way to the cup. Of course, Tampa played well despite missing Braden Point. Um, But outside of that, just Western Conference alone, I thought the Blues looked the best against the Avs. So that gave me, you know, positive um, vibes, if you will, uh, coming into this season for St. Louis. But right now I just think, you know, this league changes so quick. And I think the Blues really need to be careful about when they decide to fully make that turn, that transition of like, okay, you know what, it is time to really re- maybe retool this team. We have obviously got Jordan Cairo playing really well right now. They've got the contracts with Robert Thomas as well. Like at what point do you really have to say, all right, it is time to kind of pivot a little bit and, and address, address the roster some more. I don't know the answer, um, but I, if it was me, I think I would probably be looking to move some pieces out at the deadline um, to try to start, you know, thinking about next year. That's just me, though. I mean, that's where we've been for months as well, Jackie. That, that's that's the side that we've been on, and these last three games have made us question that a bit. It, it's where I still stand, though, and I, I think the guy that really comes to mind immediately when you're talking about the, the real decision point of are we retooling versus are we going to try to keep this thing together is really Ryan O'Reilly. He's the captain of the team. He's been a tremendous asset for the Blues since he came here uh, from Buffalo He's on the expiring deal, and there are questions of, do the Blues re-sign him? Do they trade him and then try to re-sign him in the offseason? What's the plan there? If you were in Doug Armstrong's shoes, Jackie, how do you view the future of Ryan O'Reilly here in St. Louis? If it was me, I would be trying to trade him and then re-sign him. That's what I would be trying to do, um, just because, again, I just think that 
you know, it's a, even if the if the Blues keep playing well, I just think it might be a little, you know, too little, too late situation for the St. Louis Blues. And Ryan O'Reilly is a player that, despite having a down season this year, is still a player that has won a cup and can do a lot of things for, for a contending roster. So I think you'd be able to get something for him. Why not try to do that? And, you know, if he loves St. Louis, which, it, you know, by all accounts he does, then you go back in the summer and try to bring him back and, and, and go at it again next year. I think the Barbashev situation is super interesting. I've heard there's upwards of like 10 teams that are very interested. So drive that price up, see how much you can get for him, and then use that to your advantage so that it is a retooling process and not a process where, you know, you don't do some of these things and then maybe, you know, the value isn't the same when you revisit it down the road. If you were to, to guesstimate here, Jackie, and understand we're not, we're not holding you to your word here. We want you to have fun with it. Who, who out of those two, Barbashev and O'Reilly, do you feel like the best return for St. Louis would be? Ooh, that's a great question. I think, I think honestly, Barbashev right, right now. Just because I, I think there's so many teams that want him and could use him, so I feel like that's going to drive up his price. I still think there's a lot of interest in Ryan O'Reilly, and he's certainly a valuable asset. Like if I'm, if I'm a player looking to add some depth to my lineup and, and think I can actually win a Stanley Cup, that's absolutely a player that I want on my roster and, and in my dressing room. And I fully believe, too, that Ryan O'Reilly would be, would be so amped to join a contender and try to win another cup that, you know, there could be a, a, a switch flipped there just by being in a new environment. So, um, but to answer your question, I'll say right now, Barbashev. I like that. Because I that's think kind of, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of front offices that want that guy. That's that's kind of where my mindset has been, at least right now with all the rumors that are out there. So, so Jackie, back to big picture for the Blues. If they are able to acquire, let's say, a first-round pick for Ryan O'Reilly and a first- or a second-round pick for an Ivan Barbashev, do you feel like all of those assets could benefit this Blues team enough to turn them back into a contender next season? I do think that the Blues have enough pieces already that with some – I never know what you, words to use anymore because we just make up new ones every year, retool, <laughs> rebuild, repiece. Like, what is it? Who, who knows? But I do think that there's enough pieces in place for the Blues right now that, you know – that the front office does have a real chance to, if they make the right moves and use their assets properly, which is easier said than done, but yeah, they can be, they can certainly be a playoff team next year. I have no doubt about that. The question is, you know, what are you going to get back? Are you going to be able to, to get things done? And what does that look like? What are your priorities? So we'll see. I don't know. It's complicated for the blues. It is, and that brings us to the defense conversation, which is where it gets really complicated for the Blues because there have been some rumors, and Darren Drager mentioned this yesterday, that he said, hey, I'm hearing there are some conversations that are taking place with the Blues about maybe trading one of their defensemen, and the top Mm -hmm. four that they have are all under contract for multiple years. Nick Letty is the shortest of those deals with three more seasons after this year under contract. If you're the Blues, are, are you listening to conversations on Tory Krug, Colton Pareko, Nick Letty? Are those things that you're exploring as well? Get ready for something you've heard a million times in sports. I think if you're if you're a GM, I think you're listening to all callers because you just don't know what you might be offered for a certain player. If a team is if a team is is desperate enough to try to add some 
uh, something to their back end for a playoff run, then I think you have to listen, right? Because you, I just think sometimes when people are under pressure or they're desperate for something, they might they might offer more than they need to to get a certain type of player. Um, but yeah, I would be listening. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too crazy personally about about trading a, a, a Tory Krug. That's just my opinion. I like Tory Krug a lot, um, so I wouldn't want to get rid of him. But that's just me. Jackie, final one that I want to ask you about, and, and you're engulfed in the hockey world being on NHL Network. You talk to these guys on a consistent basis. How much have you heard about Connor Bedard, and is he as much of a phenom as everybody is making him out to be? Because it sure seems like there's at least 10, 12, 15 teams that think, hey, we might have a realistic shot at drafting him. Let me tell you something. There's about to be a new Connor on the block, okay? This kid is so it's he's stupid good. Like he is so ridiculous. I can't even explain to you. I saw him live um, at the World Juniors in Halifax. Actually, um, my husband and I live in Nova Scotia um, during the off season. That's where we're from. Um, he is, as advertised, an unbelievably, insanely good hockey player. Like I think he's got like almost a hundred points in like fifty games in the W right now. Like he is, he is disgustingly good. I would, if I was a fan of a team that is in the basement right now, I would just be praying to the hockey gods constantly that I get this guy because wherever he goes, it will be Bedard mania. I do hope he goes to to a market that um, loves hockey and a market that um, can appreciate it. Um, but yeah, he is, he is the real effing deal if I'm allowed to say that Um, I have no doubt about it and I think this draft lottery show is going to be the most watched draft lottery in years he's he is legit maybe the blues should just start tanking trying to get him (laughs) I was just gonna say Jackie I mean people in St. Louis love their hockey so you know if the hockey gods want to put the percentages a little bit more in their favor depending on how they finish that would be nice. If I could follow up, though, because you said you saw him in action at the World Juniors Live, how much did you see of uh, Blues prospect Jimmy Snuggeru? Because we've heard a lot of people say that he had himself one hell of a tournament also. I can tell you this, that he put himself on the map for a lot of people that I don't think were paying attention to him prior. Um, just in talking to people, and I, and I mean talking to people that act, that pay attention to the World Juniors and cover prospects all year round, not just when we get closer to the draft. And I've heard I've heard a lot of really good things about him. So I think he's definitely. Um, I think that that was a good a good showcase for him. I personally not an expert on his game, but I do know that in talking to people that again, follow these prospects all year round, not just in the month leading up to the draft or, or after the draft or in training camps, um, that he's, he, he, he opened some eyes. Let's put it that way. You can watch Jackie Redman on NHL Now, which will include her featured segment, Feisty Friday. That's coming up at 3 o'clock later today before she heads down to Mexico yeah. for a nice trip uh, that she has certainly earned. Jackie, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Enjoy your vacation. We'll talk with you again soon. Hey, thank you so much for having me.